Please forgive us if you do find anything that's annoying because this is our first try at it, and uh, we are just a few, you know, college students who pretty much kind of don't know what we are doing with this tech. Yeah, that's that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much sums it up. So we hope that. Hey, to be fair, to be fair, there's one guy with experience right here. Yeah, he is Sandeep. Uh, jo- okay, so before any of that, I'd like to introduce ourselves. Uh, my name is Anand. Uh, joining me today is Abhinav. Say hi. Yeah, Abhinav. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, all the way from the land down under is uh, Sandeep. Yeah. Say hi, Sandeep. Hi, guys. Yes. Uh, hey, mate. What's up? Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> so we uh, have been we have been trying to do this podcast for the past I want to say yeah, we've four. been trying to do this for the past like month or something. Yeah. Since forever, basically. Yeah. Uh, we, Since- the uh, the idea. Eight came into fruition has been there for like for a year yeah actually that, yeah year, that's the idea. so i'll get no, to we that we always want to do something uh since we came to bangalore right remember yeah three years ago we yep. came to bangalore uh and uh as soon as we all you know came under the same roof we always knew that we wanted to make something or do something that's different and uh this was probably not in our list of things that we wanted to do but until uh, but recently, you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah, finally, here we we're are. Doing something, <laughs> doing it after how many? Finally, like, I feel like a long time. This has been in the making for a long time, uh, mainly because we couldn't afford to get a mic, or uh, a, or a, or anything for that matter. Yeah, <laughs> or anything. So yeah, we wanted to make uh, short films initially, but uh, we didn't have enough we fun to get a camera. A few or, good short films, you know. <laughs> I would, I would, I think it's good. Good, yeah, good short films. Yeah. You know, yeah, it had a good it. social message and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow we made it through uh, all these years with just enough money, and we finally collected collected some money, and we decided, you know what, this month, November, is going to be the month where we start our podcast closed captions. Yeah. So, and November of the year two thousand nineteen. Nineteen. So. This year is uh, quite important for the cinematic world. Not so important in the sense. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, uh, we're going to be talking about a spec, you know, a specific certain film. Yeah, Blade oh, Runner. What film said? Blade Runner, which is oh. set in the year uh, 2019. Yeah, we're talking about the first one. Now we're off 2090 to be exact. Yeah. Uh, so we. What do you mean not 2019 to be exact, Sandeep? I said now I'm better off 2019 uh, well, to be exact. Yeah, it could, we couldn't oh. make it. I felt oh, like it was sorry. Uh, what? No, uh, I felt been legend Sandeep Sethumadhavan, <laughs> <laughs> the podcasting legend. <laughs> yeah. uh, from the M&M show. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh yeah, I got a show, all right. <laughs> true, fine. true. You are Yeah, it you basically do... ripped off M&M. You you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Sandeep, I, Sandeep is a part of. It was not of, me. It was yeah, not me. For some context for you listeners, uh, Sandeep is a part of uh, his college po- uh, radio, and him and uh, three of his friends uh, co-host uh, uh, the show called what's it? What is it called, Sandeep? 
the movie and uh, music yeah, show. Yeah, very in short is the Eminem show. Eminem show. That's why we still make, uh, keep making fun of it. I him. didn't come up with the name. Yeah, we I didn't we come up with the name. So, so that's why we're trying your best. Yeah, we know that. And, and like, I feel like it's a really good show. Uh, everyone who is listening, you should definitely check them out. Yeah, definitely check them out. Yeah, yeah they make good fun. Yeah, and they have everything ranging from oh, music thanks, to guys. movies. So you will find something that you like there. Uh, anyway, back to, to be our, fair, it's mostly movies. Yeah, back to our podcast, which is doing music. the exact same thing in a different way. <laughs> yeah, in a different way, <laughs> which is we feel like movies. Yeah, uh, beca- so basically, we started uh, to do this podcast uh, because the three of us used to have like uh, we used to talk a lot about movies. We have we almost have the same kind of likings. We listen to the same music. We listen watch the same movies. Uh, but there is just enough of differences when it comes to our tastes. Uh, so. Uh, you know, I'm someone who enjoys movies, but uh, you know, not to the level of Sandeep or Abhinav here. Uh, Sandeep is uh, I, I don't even know how Sandeep to describe. Sandeep is a film maniac, dude. He yeah. watches every single fucking thing that comes his way. Yeah, honestly <laughs> and then, speaking, uh, and then reviews it aggressively. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I could never, I could never imagine sitting down for so much time of my life and watching movies that start all the way from the beginning of cinema to 2019. uh even the latest movies i could never imagine that but somebody yeah, somebody realizes the importance of it and so should we yes. you know yeah. like so, when we are reviewing movies yeah so all we are trying to do abhinav and i all the way from bangalore we're trying to do is trying to uh you know come up to his level of keep up with yeah, me keep up with your yeah, knowledge only me, yeah. in movies which is pretty fucking difficult yeah, uh, yeah okay. which is pretty fucking difficult we agree yeah, like, we agree but you don't need to flex okay? so, <laughs> yeah you don't need to flex <laughs> just uh, because you don't have a life you don't have to flex about it exactly exactly so out i'm someone oh, who nice. watches movies uh, that are a little bit more i want to say relevant you know i don't go out and try what do you mean movies. by re- relevant we're going to shit on you you know no, 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 i'm just saying i'm just a layman you know i'm not someone who is you just watch the pop culture films that's it yeah i i i enjoy watching them it to be fair he watches pop culture films and he watches a bit more uh, yeah yeah i'd like to be on both sides of the better story. than yeah. most people better than most people that's what yeah i i don't watch like a garbage like uh, shit how what some garbage like black clansman <laughs> no, no so he black clansman dude so it's no fucking trash film <laughs> <laughs> no here's here's why this podcast we thought would work because we have three different individuals here who have uh, strikingly similar but at the same time different taste in movies yeah. so i feel like we can cover the entire spectrum of uh, population who watches the movies so each one of you listeners can at least relate to one of us uh so yeah if, if we can like i don't want to talk about black clansman but black clansman yeah, is a really good is, example no fuck blanks black clansman <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is uh today's episode is about True. blade runner yes so, yeah yeah i don't so, want to yeah. why blade runner is special is because uh it's set in the year 2019 and we'll let sandeep talk more about that because he is a film uh connoisseur <laughs> yeah, yeah you could say that Uh, all right uh, so just to give you beeps the basic details uh, blade runner is a 1982 science fiction film directed by ridley scott and it is based on the philip k dick novel do androids dream of electric sheep i think that's a pretty cool name for a novel by the way yeah it is think of any other it's like the uh, science fiction legend right he he has influenced so many yeah. movies and and future fu- the future of science fiction basically Yeah, uh, but to be fair, uh, Blade Runner was a movie which gave him that uh, platform. Could you before Blade Runner, Philip Philip K. Dick was was not that well known at least in the cinema world before Blade Runner. 
and it was a success of Blade Runner. Yeah, but which prompted uh, other directors to, yeah, but it was not always popular. When it released in 1982, it flopped. Uh, it was a box office flop. Critics hated it. Uh, most of the general audiences didn't like it. They didn't appreciate the themes, and most of it had to do with the fact that uh, the cut which was released was not what the director Ridley Scott preferred. It was uh, very much influenced by the studio, and a lot of the themes and motives and even the ending was not uh, exactly what uh, Ridley Scott had in I mind. I think the movie itself was so, way ahead of its time, so the, so the general audience. Yeah, definitely way ahead of it. I mean, if you look at it now, yep. uh, the the popular culture which is pre- here now in this age is very similar to Blade Runner. You can't like look at any other uh, science fiction movies and not see the similarity, right? Yeah. Um, but before we uh, talk about that, we need to uh, explain what Blade Runner is about, right? Yeah. So, uh, what do you think about the general plot? Why don't you explain it, Abhinav? Uh, the general plot, I think it explores uh, what being human is, you know? Like most of the cyberpunk movies which uh, have been released since then, it explores what it is to be a human or to be humane. And it also raises some fairly important questions about morality and uh, and the importance of technology for that matter and yeah yeah uh, so how this is done um, well uh, Blade Runner is set in 2019 in Los Angeles and it is based around the, uh, a former policeman named Rick Deckard who is played by everyone's favorite uh, Han Solo Harrison Ford no one's favorite dude and, uh, Harrison Ford is like the worst actor ever <laughs> that's one of the hey come hey, on hey you you can't deny that. Uh, he, he's not that bad, okay? No, uh, he, he has a certain, certain cha- role, charm so. to it. Charm to him. Yeah, yeah I, he I has a certain... That. Yeah. I mean, he, he's like uh, Keanu Reeves in a sense. Like, Keanu Reeves works well in action movies in which he doesn't need to show much emotion or anything and just need to do his uh, action stuff. I don't think stuff. that's true in the case and of Blade Runner, though. Yeah, but Blade Runner works. I don't... Like, Harrison Ford somehow makes it work. But to be fair, uh, more than Harrison Ford, it was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rutger Hauer. Yeah, Hauer. yeah, he made the film. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but still, see, okay. the thing about, Let's talk about one the second, first. just I want to talk about Harrison Ford. The problem with Harrison Ford, in my opinion, is that he doesn't give two shits about what he's doing. Okay, like, uh, whenever I see him act in a certain movie, like, I know that he doesn't give a shit about Han Solo. I know that he wants Han Solo to die. Like I've seen the like interviews, I've seen all these things. I know that he doesn't give a shit about the character, and yeah, he's basically the same character in every movie he acts in. You know, Han Solo the same thing, okay, Indiana uh, Jones the same thing, Blade Runner the same thing. Which other movies? That uh, he was a pilot in one, so okay, it makes uh, a difference. <laughs> all right, uh, okay. To uh, counter your first point about him not uh, giving a fuck about his roles, uh, I think it's mostly about the sequels, which he doesn't give a fuck about. Uh, when you look at the originals, uh, even like the Blade Runner, the first part, or the original Star Wars, he actually gives a fuck about it. Hmm. But when the studio keeps on uh, regurgitating the same old shit again and again and again, you can't really blame him for not giving uh, a fuck. We can, because we are and looking at the second role as a certain entity, right? And you don't look at the pro- uh, produ- producers or the studios behind it. You look at the final product. And when you look at the yeah. final, uh, then in that way you can justify Black Clansman also. Like we had this discussion oh, before. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I was I was talking about the not, not Black Clansman, uh, old boy, old boy. You remember? 
Yeah, but old boy is different. See, here I am talking about the original. We are not trashing the original old boy because of the sequ- uh because of the remake of the old boy that uh Spike Lee made, right? So in the same way, you cannot trash Harrison Ford uh for his acting in the original Star Wars or even the Blade Runner because of his performances in the sequels. That's all I'm trying. But, to. No, no, uh, let's, let's we're not agree. blaming the sequels, dude. He has been horrible in every single one of it. <laughs> it's been horrible uh, in I every think, single uh, one of it. Think, okay, let's agree to disagree. This is I think, we, I think okay, this is an episode. Fine, we'll move, we'll a, move past. Yeah, I think this is an episode yeah. for its own, maybe in the future. But uh, you know, a list of characters, list yeah, we'll, of actors. We'll, we'll move past Harrison um, uh, Ford. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about yeah, what we, we are, like about the we movie. We are presenting now. the audience. Uh, we are presenting our listeners with a very disjointed plot right now. So I think we should like first finish. I mean, the if they're watching the podcast, they would. They would actually would have already watched the film, right? So there's no point like describing yeah. the plot to them. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, continue something. Tell us, tell us about the plot. Yeah, if that makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, so Rick Deckard, a former cop, uh, he is uh, tasked with uh, tracking down replicants. So replicants are these uh, beings which are created. Uh, they are like a uh, android uh, human uh, hybrid who are made by the Tyrell organization and who right now uh, a few of them have uh, like gone rogue mm-hmm. and uh, he starts with tracking them down and uh, retiring them or killing them yeah, so that's that's and, basically uh, in, the baseline yeah, the of the plot of, you know it's basically this this yeah we're not going too much into it because we don't want to give spoilers yeah. Which we might give uh, later on in the podcast, but right now we don't want to give any spoilers, anyways. Yeah, I think the important so, yeah. thing to notice at this point in time is uh, how they separate uh, the the use of words. You know, they say uh, they retire the replicants, not actually kill them or murder them. So they're stripping away the essence of humanity from them in in the sense that they cannot die. Hmm. So from yeah. the premise of the film itself they are removing that aspect from the replicants and the it sets a tone for the rest of the film i think i never thought of that yeah it uh, plays kind of into the slave master morality uh, which was uh, written by nietzsche i think mm-hmm. yeah uh, so basically uh, the replic- replicants uh, basically have the slave morality and uh, and they are uh, i mean they are put down by uh, the bigger i mean the masters which is basically the title organization who uses uh, these uh, people like Rick Deckard to keep the replicants in check uh-huh. which is basically uh, kind of what happened with uh, when you think about it when you look at history which is basically what happened with uh, the black people in america for example like the slavery system mm-hmm. i mean it is a stretch, but you can say it is kind of uh, talking about uh, the slavery system in a way. It's one of the motives, uh, definitely, which is talked about in the movie. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Um, I see the slave and the master thing going on in the films, but uh, I don't see it. Uh, no, how does it relate to the entire slave system in America for that no, matter? No, that's why it's a, it's a stretch. It's, it's a stretch. Uh, it's a stretch. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, but I'm not denying that like, it's a stretch, but it, it certainly yeah. talks. Yeah, it's like a neo uh, colonial society. Definitely, mm. Blade Runner, the first part is definitely a neo colonial society where uh, where uh, the title org- uh, organization or uh, all these uh, 
cops for the matter these blade runners um they have power to uh take down replicants and do as they wish mm-hmm. and in a society which is uh obsessed with consumerism uh consumerism and its ill effects are spread throughout the movie and it's uh shown in different ways and uh see uh and this when you when you say all these things yeah. uh for me when i watched it i did not go so deep into like trying to understand the uh understand what the movie was you know subtly trying to tell us uh, when i watched it i felt like uh it was really for me it was really difficult to an extent to understand it like it was quite slow and uh you know uh it it was short it was made in 1982 so it was a little bit difficult to watch but it still blew my mind when i learned that it was nine it was short made in 1982 it blew my mind of you know uh in the sense of how it kind of pushed the boundaries of um filmmaking and you know uh, how they use practical effects to make everything look so real and uh it, it my my appreciation of the movie has uh you know become so much more than it used to be now that i learned more about the movie and i can understand why for the general public it wasn't that uh enticing to watch back in the day and now it is because you know it really was like you said abhinav it really was way ahead of its time uh now that you think about it so when i listen to you guys when i when you guys tell me that you know there's a lot of uh, like subcontext in this movie it now it does make sense now now it does make sense that really scott was trying to tell us something about you know how slowly maybe down in the uh, you know down in the future a consumerism is going to uh take up a lot of our i don't know um lives yeah it yeah, already it, is it already is taking up and it's perfect like it's it's beyond 2019 and anywhere you turn or see or look there's services there's products there's something that is go- trying to get your money Yeah, talking about the different uh, subtext in the film, I think uh, it also gets problematic around a particular scene which I have a real problem with, which we'll talk about later. But uh, not but, just yeah, you, but for not now, just you. I think yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, but for now, we'll just talk about uh, the things we love about the two movies. You know, the Blade Runner, the, in- the initial Blade Runner, and the twenty forty nine one. So, Sandeep, uh, what do you love about the movie, and what do you hate about the movie? All right uh so talking about the first one uh what i really love about it is how it uh changed uh the moment regarding uh sci-fi hmm. i mean uh ridley scott did not have that big of a budget and he used mostly b grade actors not such big stars in order to make a movie which was uh, both intellectual and at the same time uh filled with enough action to satisfy the needs of the general public and that really helped uh progress the sci-fi genre into a new direction and that's uh that for me is one of the key points uh, in favor of uh the first blade runner mm-hmm. and uh what um when we talk about the second blade runner uh blade runner 2049 which uh, came out a couple of years back directed by Denis Villeneuve and uh it stars Ryan Gosling uh in the lead and it also has Harrison Ford playing a big role uh it again uh, carries on uh from the initial story it talks about uh Ryan Gosling's character trying to uh find out uh the identity of this one uh special replicant uh who 
I mean, uh, who uh, was the result of uh, yeah, try, trying sexual? Hard not to spoil uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah, actually, this is probably a good time. Since I just, I just leave it there. Yeah, no, I just no, leave it no, there. Uh, hold on. Yeah. But since this is something that we are talking about our opinions on, uh, feel free, free to uh, you know click away from this because if you want to you know completely get up, we're going to be talking about spoilers. We have yeah. to bring it up because it is a complete review of a movie that came out, you know, forever <laughs> yeah. ago. So even the recent movie was released like two years ago. Two years ago. So, so it's so. about time you watched it. Yeah. Please go yeah. and watch it if you haven't. And please go and please come back to listen yeah. to the rest of the <laughs> rest of the podcast. So uh, from here on out, it's uh, spoiler territory. So you've been warned. Uh, and yeah, Sandeep, continue. Talk freely, Sandeep. Yeah. So anyways. <laughs> Yeah, anyways, the second um, film, what I loved the most was uh, probably the cinematography and... Yeah, for sure, dude. The depiction. Crazy. Yeah, and the, de- and the depiction of that uh, post-apocalyptic world, hmm. uh, the place where Harrison Ford is staying when uh, Ryan Gosling goes to find him, the entire cinematography in that, in those particular sequences, they were mind-blowing. Yes. And to be fair, Denny uh, Villeneuve has a habit of making such amazing movies. Uh, we have seen with the likes of Enemy... Or with the likes of Arrival, Sicario, or Sicario. yeah, yeah. Uh, the man can make amazing movies, yeah. and uh, which is an and the success of Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which I thought wouldn't work out that well because uh, the original Blade Runner uh, was such a huge I mean, favorite. Blade of Runner, mine. the second Blade and Runner was also a financial failure. Yeah, it was a financial failure. What what I'm trying to say is, it was a critical success though. Yeah, both the films right? were. And I I didn't so. I didn't ex. No, but. Blade Runner the first one was not a critical success that's at what that I was trying to say earlier. at that point in time yeah but later so I mean uh, in retrospect it, it became a critical success but still so Blade Runner 2049 I didn't expect it to be that good and uh, it was pretty good it lived up to my expectations yeah. uh, apart from uh, one particular character played by Jared Leto which was extremely <laughs> annoying to say the least <laughs> yeah and it gives me high hopes for uh, Denny, uh, Denny's uh, next movie, mm. uh, Dune, uh, which is coming out, I think, next year, sometime around next year. And it, again, has a brilliant cast. I think it has got uh, Timothy Chalamet. I think there's... Uh, I'm not really sure who, who else is there in the movie. I feel like... Uh, uh, give me a second. Yeah, I feel like Denny... I think there's uh, Zendaya, there's uh, Jason Momoa, uh, there's uh, Batista. Dune is the film yeah. that... Uh, uh, David Lynch failed at making right it's his failed project yes Dave, yeah so there's yeah, a lot of pressure there movie. already on Will, Will now. yeah and it's a huge text uh, Dune uh, the entire series it's a huge text to crack because each one of the novels is around like 800-900 pages and it has got tons and tons of subplots within the main plot itself so it's a difficult difficult uh, story to crack yeah and so anyways I, I we are not talking about dune <laughs> sticking yeah, to the yeah but i was just uh, giving a slight uh, entity yeah, yeah so we'll move on to anand and uh, what do you feel about it uh, so the first movie didn't uh, strike me as uh, that interesting like i've told you before like it was kind of difficult for me to keep up with the movie uh, the the things that they were saying the uh, you know a lot of things in that movie was kind of difficult for me but after that um, I did give it a chance you know I read up on it and I you know looked into it and I realized that it's not something that uh, that I I don't think the point of that movie was to uh, understand it so quickly 
watching after one single watch i think it required of uh, another you know sitting to p- try to kind of understand all the subplots and try to understand uh, what was going on in the film what they were trying to say uh, so like i said understandable why the pub- general public didn't like it uh, because i didn't like it at first uh, but then you know my appreciation grew uh, 2049 though uh, oh like that blew my mind dude. like again the cinematography the way uh, when you know um, you know uh, the tension that he built and the atmosphere that he built was just mind blowing and it was such a pleasure to watch each and every scene in that whole movie there are, like when i watch movies there are these situations where uh, i you know forward it or i skip the movie because it's just too much wasted time but i couldn't skip it you know <laughs> yeah i i there are movies that i just watch them um, like dude i i know you, you do realize that martin scorsese is extremely pissed off right now it's a cinematic sin dude uh, <laughs> it's a cinematic sin yeah it's a cinematic sin what, if you're forward like, uh, skipping, like if you're skipping, skipping long it, scenes yeah yeah i understand that yeah. i i, I and, am uh, uh, like and there's a whole okay we're going we're going to come back to this later yeah. and i'm going to mention uh, okay and we can talk about the whole yeah, netflix yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. so well. yeah, uh, yeah so uh, sometimes i'm not saying all the time but sometimes I, sometimes i do watch movies like that uh, but this just made me uh, sit through the entire 2 and 2 hours 45 minutes yeah to yeah that almost whole yeah. it was almost 3 hours of just movie because i i couldn't miss out on any detail and they made sure that every shot was uh, so beautifully polished and well made and i when i looked into it the like the most of the sets that you see are uh, mini sets you know uh, they are mini sets that uh, they they made they created with led lights on it and made it look like this huge uh, you know structures like abhinav and i i think all three of us are like suckers for uh, scale as in like if you if you if the shot has like this huge monolithic figure and this small tiny man right next to it it just I looks think, amazing yeah, yeah i think we just joke like we just joke off <laughs> immediately for sure <laughs> we immediately fall for these kind of things and getting um, a ball is a thinking just, about it just yeah exactly <laughs> so i think uh, billenu made sure that you know it was a visual treat for all of us and the uh, story made sense a shout out to our boy uh, roger deakinster <laughs> amazing oh yeah guys an absolute legend yeah Exactly. Guy's so, very old like, too. Yeah. I just hope he doesn't die. <laughs> the same fear I have about Lynch dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the same fear that I have about uh, Scorsese or Robert De Niro or yeah, Al Pacino. Yeah, all of them are very old. Dude, everyone's getting old. <laughs> yeah. So it's fucking that was, sad. <laughs> that, that is my good point. Uh, bad point, like the negatives. Uh, when I think about it, um, for twenty four forty nine, honestly, I don't, I don't think I can, you know, pinpoint a. Uh, negative experience throughout that movie not even not Jared. even, oh, not yeah, even yeah, Jared Leto I, I got one <laughs> Jared Leto yeah I mean but it's not his fault the script was uh, for for his character character the script may not have been the best so he tried his best though I appreciate him for that but uh, I, I'm not I'm not really sure about that because it came off uh, the back of uh, Suicide Squad yeah where he completely uh Yeah, my baby Massacred, boy. He's uh, he's really upset. Give, give him some credit, you know. Like he he tried, <laughs> he tried. He he did all that method he, acting. Uh, he, what uh, sending dildos and shit, <laughs> all that all that stupid stuff. Yeah, I and I and he tried, a, he tried his best to be a kind. Yeah, but I think he's a great actor. Like uh, Dallas Buyers Club kind of did, uh, you know, uh, 
showed his potential. Showed his potential as an actor, and I appreciate that. But at the same yeah, time, yeah, but he is guilty of overacting. That's a that's his problem. Yeah, right? No one's saying that yeah. he can't act. Yeah. He One just overacts. Overacting. <laughs> overacting. Exactly. Yeah. So so I yeah maybe he was something that kind of uh, you know leaves a, he kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth. I guess that's the best way I can put it. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't miss him, but at the same time, <laughs> I don't care that he's in it. Uh, so yeah, I feel like. 2049 was uh, an almost perfect movie uh, the color the color grading uh, the atmosphere the cinematography the storytelling the acting Ryan Gosling my man he yeah. he only <laughs> I appreciate for him for taking only the you know movies that he likes and not just taking up everything that comes his way la la land was beautiful a lot of his movies are really good driver so yeah so that's all i have to say about the positives and negatives of that movie uh, anyone else want to go at it Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. Has your turn, man. <laughs> no one else here. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> for me, I think uh, for sure the second movie was better for me in in almost every way, I guess. I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I am the odd one out here. Yeah, you are the odd one out, Sandeep. I mean, the oh, the wow. rape scene, the rapey scene in the first movie just took everything out of it for me. It just made me think a lot, yeah, you know, I mean, about the nature not, of that movie. I'm not denying that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it made me re-question that, uh, the whole nature of that movie, and the more I thought about it, uh, like I couldn't. I couldn't digest. Yeah, I couldn't digest it. I couldn't see it in the same way. Like uh, the first time I saw that scene, uh, it made me uh, like a bit more than it. Uh, un- a bit more than what? Did you? I, I don't know. <laughs> it made me un- uncomfortable. Okay, so I, I watched that uh, rape scene in Irresistible, and that didn't make me uncomfortable, but this did. So that tells something. <laughs> uh, so yeah, about the things I like about okay. the movie, uh, b- about both the movies is the fact that uh, the atmosphere it creates, right? Just from the beginning. Yep. Ab- uh, these huge the cyberpunk atmosphere. Yeah, these yeah. huge slow-moving shots around the fucking huge buildings and. Uh, the fucking what flying cars flying around yeah. and everything it just adds to creating this atmosphere which uh, which you can really immerse yourself in and uh, i think in both the movies the characters are very well thought out and written and i think um, in the second movie at least the plot is i think much more interesting in my opinion um, bit more facets to it and i understand the importance of the first one and i understand the second wouldn't be made without the first because a lot of it revolves around uh the where the first left off basically so uh yeah i think both are great films but in my opinion um the second is a better one yeah that's pretty much all i have to say about it Uh, All right. Uh, so, but before that, like yeah. before we move on from this, I just want to give a huge shout out to uh, the visual effects team. Yeah, corridor crew. Like. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so, uh, you should if you guys really want to know what goes on behind the scene of these VFX uh, effect uh, VFX shots, there's a really great channel of corridor crew, and they pretty much made a video about uh, how they kind of did the whole. Yeah. If you guys remember that scene of. Uh, the projection and uh, oh, projection, yeah the projection yeah. of the lady and the you know the prostitute i guess she no she's no, the, the prostitute the the ai basically yeah the ai yeah. Uh, like how it mixes together and how the team kind of ensured that you know it just didn't look as bad as it 
should have and also how they brought back Rachel it was amazing dude how they how they brought her back to life i i didn't even realize it the first time i it didn't even occur to me to like think about it yeah. like uh, the stupid idiot that i am <laughs> i didn't <laughs> even think about it it was <laughs> so well done sandeep did you know about this uh which uh, one? the vfx yeah the vfx uh, rachel yeah. in the last shot one of the last shots was completely cgi like yep. every single thing every single shot of her was completely cgi and they 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 nailed it you know yeah. and uh it was unbelievable how they did it and uh, it it was the best part about the movie was it was a mix of cgi and practical effects so it was not a complete you know visual shit show yeah, but it was actual you know a lot of hard work went into making those sets and making those sets look lively as possible and even those uh, giant projections on the on the walls of these buildings they just looked amazing so i just want to you know to give credit where it's due that 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 the whole vfx scenes were brilliant yeah, so yeah they did uh, win the oscar for best visual effects i guess yeah well deserved well yeah. deserved so, so yeah all right uh yeah uh, okay uh, so i have a few issues with what you said um, with me i mean i don't really have issues i don't really have issues but, but yeah i mean uh, when you uh, I definitely think that uh, the original Blade Runner is uh, miles ahead of Back it up with facts my aspect. dude back it up <laughs> Back it up with facts I'm going to back it up with facts yeah. Okay uh, first one uh, obviously uh, the main point with regards to the original is the thematics thematic uh, motives and uh, the themes which are running throughout the movie which I think is better handled in Blade Runner the original uh, the final disagree. cut that is when when compared to uh 2049 because i think 2049 the themes were not fully fleshed out um most of the themes were very vague uh unlike and i mean they, i mean uh, the second film relies on the subtext stuff, of the first film uh, no not really i think uh, it it does. Uh, didn't go it doesn't really uh, okay, okay let me just okay let's let's just talk about the themes of the first uh, film before we move on to Disc- comparing yeah, the two yeah, films uh, alright uh, so uh, one of the key themes I think uh, about uh, the first film is uh, the um, a kind of a Marxist critique of society uh, where uh, basically the replicants are uh, seeking answers American I mean Marxist film replicants <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> what okay, are the chances so the replicants at that of, point in time Sandeep yeah. <laughs> oh well uh, what can I say Yeah. So uh, it's basically uh, about uh, Marx uh, I mean Karl Marx talked about uh, existential revolt against a uh, social construct and which is basically what the replicants are trying to do throughout the movie they're trying to uh, revolt against their social construct whereby uh, they are held back by certain con- uh, constraints which are set forward by the Tyrell corporation and uh, the tyler corporation basically uses uh, uh, the blade runners and different political systems in order to exploit both the human and humanoids and uh, which leads into a, a very uh, consumeristic and uh, a society which uh, which definitely uh, trades uh, i mean which definitely makes use of slave trade uh, and uh, another key important theme in my opinion is uh, the use of uh, temporal and uh, spatial aspects of the film uh, so basically uh, when we look at it uh, 
the two uh, two main characters uh, which are Roy uh, Betty Roy and uh, Rachel are like the polar opposites of each other so basically where uh, Roy is trying so basically where Roy is trying to figure out uh, the meaning of his existence uh, he wants to become more human uh, on the other hand Rachel wants to I mean Rachel was uh, brought up thinking that she was a human when in fact she is a humanoid and uh, these two characters basically uh, represent two different polar opposites of each other uh, while at the same time you got uh, Deckard going around and we don't know whether if he is human or humanoid so these three polar characters uh, I mean lead was to that a really, a really issue? interesting Deckard being a replicant or not I don't think it was explored yeah, in the first it, film yeah I mean yeah it was actually explored was more film, in the first right? film than the second film uh, no the second film basically uh, took forward from there the first film there was that same I mean, ambiguity in, as- in terms of whether he was the replicant child or not in the second film I, I didn't yeah. see it in the first film though yeah but the first film is where it actually sets uh, like you are never I mean uh, there are certain sequences like the unicorn sequence and the final sequence uh, where uh hints are given about whether whether or not like doubts are sold in our mind regarding uh, what actually Descartes is and I think that's a very key point hmm. I mean uh, I don't remember the exact uh, places where they are mentioned but I certainly remember there being a, a real doubt regarding uh, the status of uh, Descartes I see yeah uh, yeah, that's for yeah, the theme uh, of the first film, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, not yeah. So there's one more uh, key theme that I want to talk about, uh, which is about spaces. So basically, when you look at it, uh, the Tyler Corporation, uh, the the owner, the CEO of Tyler Corporation, I think, when you look at his house, uh, it's basically huge war spaces which are empty, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of uh, like you can uh, take it to mean that uh, despite having everything, uh, like despite uh, being at the top of the world beca- despite being rich enough to have anything he wants it is he still uh, he still lacks what he needs right. uh, in life while at the same time when you look at the other people in the film uh, like uh, Deckard or Rachel for ex- uh, for instance uh, for instance uh, their rooms their apartments are filled with stuff I mean they are keeping stuff uh, from their pa- uh, past in order to remind them of their memories or stuff like that oh. they're seeking to uh, understand the meaning of their life they need something to figure it out so they are uh, harboring on to and keeping hold of all these artifacts in order to understand what their existence really means mm-hmm. yeah so, so i think that's a very key uh, yeah that yeah, is that point. is actually yeah that makes sense now that i think about it yeah, uh, the the lives of the normal people are a little bit more uh, lively and filled up rather than all these rich people who you think are having a great life, but in reality they are lacking life in general. They're missing out on a lot yep. of things in general. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, this the whatever you said about the first film, right? Uh, it can be yeah. applied to the second film uh, also. Yeah, but and, it's not really. Uh, and wait. Yeah, uh, and. I think the second film shifts away from the first film and the way that uh, it's more up to the date, you know, like we are currently living in kind of a cyberpunk society, if you can say that. 
like technology is all um, around us and we are communicating to each other through these means of technology and everything around us is through technology we, we cannot imagine like a- any day without a phone right so uh, yeah. so the themes which the second film explores i think is in terms of uh, the same marxian views uh, which you discussed about right uh, ryan gosling is in, in this kind of state where he doesn't know what to do with his life like uh, i i felt really sad throughout the scenes where he is trying to find emotional connection with his ai the joy the joy thing and um, he couldn't basically and towards the end of it you you just know that uh, he really was nothing for her you know and that yep. meaninglessness that comes along with living in a world like this right it's i think it's explored in a more humane way than it was explored in the first movie uh and most of it comes from the fact that uh the scene which i keep talking about right the, the rachel scene yeah yeah it's as a direct result result of that so i've looked into that scene and uh most of it uh, most of them seem to justify it as a fact that uh you know Harrison Ford's character was really not supposed to be this uh moral hero. yeah moral hero and yeah he's he's not supposed to be the hero that's another topic that i was going to yeah. mention but yeah he's not, you mentioned yeah it. he's not supposed yeah. to be the hero and uh, some other people have uh, i have seen on reddit have justified it saying that he used sex like having that encounter as a means uh, to make Rachel fully Id- identify her herself with b- being more human you know that made her realize that uncontrolled feelings she has it made her realize that uh, she is more human and yeah and she's more human so like that so i have problems with both of it because uh, i don't know would harrison ford do the same thing if the uh, if the racer character was a guy would he fuck him just to know that Uh, just to make him realize that he was more humane than ever <laughs> like it, uh, it, no, it doesn't th- it doesn't hold up you know po- yeah yeah see the key point which i took from the first blade runner is that decker is not the hero decker uh, i mean while uh, from a traditional standpoint he might look like the protagonist he is not really the protagonist for me for me the protagonist is definitely uh, ready yeah Roy. right yeah um Yeah, Roy is definitely the protagonist. So basically he when you look throughout the film, he is the one who displays the more uh the most humane characters among all the other characters in the yeah, film. Yeah, but still that the doesn't that justify replic- the replic- entire scene as a whole, you know. No, I'm not justifying the scene. See, I, see the scene the scene what I take from it is that Harrison Ford is not a hero. He's a dick. He's not someone who respects uh personal boundaries and he straight up sexually assaults Rachel. On the other hand, uh you got this guy uh Batty, uh Roy Batty uh and he is built up to be the traditional antagonist whereas when you look at it from the start itself, he's he he wants nothing more than to live. He just wants to be more human. And the final sequence and I think it is one of the most beautiful sequences in uh cinema like mm. one of the most beautiful sequences ever where he talks about uh uh tears uh tears in rain mm-hmm. and uh yeah the improvised scene right that's one of the most beautiful speeches ever 
yeah the improvised scene i think uh, it's a beautiful poem and it certainly brings forward uh, his humane character and it just rounds up the film for me hmm. uh, and uh, f- and when you look at blade runner 2049 i think that was carried by uh, the cinematography and just and only uh, it was only ryan gosling i felt i mean now the other characters really stuck with me Ah, it, it, uh, it was problems. basically Ryan Gosling uh, who carried the film yeah, forward because he, right. he is definitely yeah. the protagonist in the second movie because yep. yeah he, you can't deny that because yeah. he yeah. is yeah uh, virtuous in yeah I'm not denying the fact that he's a protagonist I'm uh, I'm saying that uh, he didn't ha- really have many no, other that's characters what I said earlier about the play along being well. changed you know uh, in in the modern day and age the alienation we feel right. you are just one person yeah. and you are faced against this old system of whatever the fuck uh, that's around you and that alienation is felt can be felt only through the uh, character of Ryan Gosling you know and that's where i think the films uh, differ against one another mm-hmm. so all right that makes yeah. sense i think we can uh, agree to disagree yeah we, we can agree to disagree on like that we, like all these are subjective I mean, yeah yeah and uh, i can i can understand and, i can uh, we can both agree that uh, both the films are amazing yes. yeah and, both the films uh, are amazing for sure yeah and yeah. Uh, both you know yours sandeep's and abhinav's opinions are uh, different but at the same time you guys do have an understanding that you know it's all based off of pure love for the movie you know yeah so <laughs> so uh, definitely so let's closing thoughts uh, sandeep how would you how much do you rate this movie out of 10 Oh yeah. Oh, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Come here, on, that's tough. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm gonna give Blade Runner. Yeah. So I'm gonna give Blade Runner 2049 uh, 8.5 out of 10. Okay. And I'm gonna give Blade Runner the original a uh, 9 out of 10. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I would just flip the ratings. Blade Runner the original <laughs> 8.5 and the second one uh, 9. Yeah, nine point zero, whatever. <laughs> I think I would probably give like uh, the ninety twenty nineteen movie. I'd probably give like seven point five eight. Uh, sorry, Sandeep. Uh, and uh, the twenty forty nine one, I'll give like a you know solid eight point five nine. Yeah. Ah, so right. uh, I'm glad this has been. This this is this is one of those movies that all three of us really enjoyed watching, and we just wanted to. Yep. Uh we just wanted to talk about it and try to find people who are like-minded like we are and maybe you know someone who would be interested in listening to uh, our opinions as well as you know how much we love the movie. So um do we have anything else to add? I mean uh Yeah, uh, I mean if you haven't watched the movie already yes. and if you listen to all this, I don't know what's wrong with yeah. you, you should just go and watch it yeah, yeah. at least now. Totally. Both the movies. Yeah. uh watch the final cut uh for the uh, blade runner the original one do not watch any of the other cuts because there are seven other versions which exist watch the final cut yeah and watch 2049 as well amazing movies yeah so uh, yeah so that's it for our first episode first episode yeah. yes uh, of this, close captions <laughs> yeah, this has been a different yes. experience for all three of us maybe at least for two of us abhinav and i yeah uh, we this is our first time doing it so there is obviously going to be 
uh, a few technical issues or you know something that you guys may have not have liked. and also the fact that we are in two different continents that's right true. now that's very true yeah, yeah. For, for those of you who don't know <laughs> sandeep is in australia right now yeah the upside down world yeah and we are in india in bangalore uh, so that is that is something that we we probably should have done this when he was still here you know that's uh, that i think that is the underlying theme but, of this yeah. uh, close caption <laughs> but, episode but like you always say all, like things, all good things all good things happen to those uh, you know who wait. Yep. work hard and wait so uh do let us know uh if <laughs> yeah you your feedback yeah, yeah, yeah. your feedback is obviously welcome your criticism your feedback and you know uh, let's just pretend it's youtube and like share and subscribe yeah, share, <laughs> and tell your friends and you know people who would enjoy listening to this do share it to them uh comment like you know the usual drill yeah do whatever <laughs> and uh, we are i am anand and yeah. with me abhinav and sandeep and uh, this is Sign- we are signing out see you, <laughs> you next week maybe a week after that maybe tomorrow hopefully soon okay bye bye